get notifications and stay updated every time I post a challenge podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Thank you all and hope you enjoy. What's going on, guys? Back here on my podcast. This is episode number 41. Got my guest joining me today. He's from Road Rules, Viewers Revenge, and The Challenge, Derek McRae. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? How are you? Good. Just hanging in there, you know. East Coast, uh, you know, Jersey's kind of gotten uh, bad with COVID, so making yeah, the best of it. I feel that just, and you know, that's why we're uh, that's why we're doing the uh, that's why we're doing this while I'm driving is because I'm running around down here trying to get our bar open back up due to the COVID stuff too. So, in case anybody's wondering that, <laughs> it's not <laughs> safe to be on your phone and drive, but we got to get this knocked out, man. <laughs> Yeah, of course. You know, it's the golden age of podcasting, so, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> By any means necessary. But um, can you talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, your casting story coming on to the, you know, road rules? Yeah. So when I was, uh, I transferred to uh, Florida State University when I was 20. Um, I had qualified for the Olympic trials and uh, throwing a javelin. So I wanted to transfer from, like, cold Pennsylvania and Ohio, and I moved down to Florida. And then uh, I submitted a tape when I was 21 years old. And, you know, I wasn't really expecting it to go anywhere, but my roommate at the time was like, dude, why don't you try out for that? You got, a, you know, a good personality for it. And I was like, all right. And then I got a phone call two years later, like, to the month. I, for whatever reason, I remember that. Uh, it was October. I was 23. And I got a phone call from them saying they had just got my tape because they got about a million tapes a year and it takes a while to go through the process. Um, it's not like now where it's streamlined, you know, on the internet and stuff. It was, you actually had to send in like a small VHS tape uh, showing my age. That was 16 years ago. But uh, I got a phone call and I went through the whole uh, the interview process. You got to make like eight to ten different cuts. They fly you out to L.A. And that was it, man. The rest was history. Mm. Yeah, I actually read somewhere that, uh, you know, either you were, um, you know, pitched for real world Hollywood or almost ended up on that. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, that's what, so they originally asked me, they said, you know, you're a good fit for the shows. Um, they said, but because of the availability and they already had like kind of it set, they were, they were like, we're going to put you on next year. We'll put you on real world, uh, Hollywood. And I, but then they asked me if I still wanted to be, um, an alternate to road rules because road rules is what I really wanted to do. I want to do the athletic, like outgoing stuff. I didn't really want to be sitting in a house the whole time. Um, so I said, yeah, still make me an alternate to road rules. And then Abram got in a fight with Adam. And then I ended up, they gave me a call and said, do you want to do road rules or do you want to wait till next year and do real world? So we ended up doing, uh, I ended up going with road rules. Mm. Yeah. But how was uh, your experience there on uh, road rules? Cause I had Tori, uh, Tori Hall on here previously. And, you know, we talked uh touch base a little about that. Cause your, your season of road rules kind of, uh, you know, consensus wise is really looked upon as like one of the greater seasons of road rules, but she went into detail about how you guys got cool stuff. Like, uh, you know, go to the charger game and, uh, you know, meet stone cold Steve Austin. So it was cool. I, uh, they actually ended up cutting our season short by four weeks. Uh, I don't know whether there was some conflicts or budgeting or something like that. So I was really bummed out because, you know, I didn't come on until like week four or five, like I said, until after that fight happened. Um, 
Tori and I have always been super close too, man. She's she's a great girl, but uh, and we we got along well on 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 uh, on road rules as well. Uh, she's one of the few people I still keep in decent contact with. Um, but yeah, man, it was it, we got to do some cool shit, you know, where you get to perform some like the best like well-trained athletes in the world, you know, in like the gymnastics world and stuff like that. It was that was awesome. Plus. You're rolling into like Vegas in the road rules RV, which is pretty fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like that was it was awesome. Stone Cold was cool. We got to go to like his red carpet premiere of uh, of uh, the movie The Condemned, and it was cool, man. Like I I really I definitely enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, what, you know, coming uh, making that transition onto the challenge though. Uh, what was your kind of thoughts? So. The weirdest thing about going on the challenge is is you're going to see people that you've seen on television for the last 10 to 15 years, and you're the new guy. They don't know who you are. I mean, maybe maybe somebody watched Road Rules, and they're like, hey, I know, you know I saw you on there, but most of them don't. Uh, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Even when I was doing the shows, I didn't watch the other ones. You know what I mean? Like, you just saw I didn't, you know, when I would go do a couple more shows and I would meet somebody new, I, I had no idea who they were. So the weirdest part is like you're meeting people that have been doing these shows for 10, 15 years and you're like, well, shit, I'm on a show with CT now or Brad or, you know, whoever, it, whoever it might have been. So, you know, there's like an intimidation factor to it. But you just, you know, I always approached it with just go there and enjoy the vacation and have a good time. So it was but it was cool, man. But they're they're pretty cutthroat. Um, that was the one thing that Road Rules kind of prepared us for, which real world wouldn't have is is you're going to be going on there and like straight up battling some of these guys, you know, and, and, and most of them are pretty good, solid athletes. Yeah. We're, well, talking about athletes, um, you know, obviously, you know, you had your background, um, you know, being a spear chucker as you and I talked about on Friday. Um, right. yeah, you had your, you know, background, but it seemed as though, although you were a rookie, you kind of ha- approached the game with like, sort of an alpha male status and your team even treated you as such they've even referred to you on multiple occasions as your third you know the strongest player on the uh you know rookie team you were even you know chosen to go up against ct and that like mud thing yeah dude how do you how do you feel like um you know that kind of stigma of being like the alpha male on your team kind of um you know was it something that you kind of like talked yourself up as or do you think you just like earned the respect of uh you know your peers I think it was. I think it was more that I earned the respect. I'm not one of those guys to go out there and, and talk about it quite, you know, like that. But it was also like the format of the show with rookies versus veterans. You know, if you're a rookie, that means you've only done one or two shows to begin with. Um, and so I think it's it's kind of like you're looking around like who else would be the, the leader of the team. And so yeah, I mean, when I went on there, it was it was apparent from the beginning that like I was gonna be the leader of the rookies and see if we could come out with a win. Because uh, dude, that that uh, that veterans team on the Gauntlet Three was so stacked. They had from Evan to Kenny to CT Brad. I mean, they were just like straight up alpha male status, and we're just not. You know what I mean? So we uh, we went in there, and, and you know they ended up winning obviously in the end because Big Easy, who I love to death, man, not not ripping on the guy, but he couldn't. He wasn't he wasn't doing that four or five mile run, bro. I'm sorry. I knew he wasn't doing that from the beginning. So at that time, now he is. Now he's in much better shape. But back then, he, you know, 
they, uh, the veteran guys knew it too, but he was also one of those guys who's big and he could take you out so nobody wanted to face him. Right, yeah. We, we just talked about, you know, how stacked that veteran team was, and you mentioned all those names. But, you know, ironically enough, one name that we, you know, didn't mention, and, um, you know, he actually, correct me if I'm wrong, was actually the first male to, uh, you know, go out on their team that season and was kind of referred to as the weaker of the people was Johnny Bananas. And fast forward forward now, and you looked at him, and yeah, he's got the most, uh, you know, he's won seven times since, and he's basically like the face of the franchise. He's got his own show. So seeing as how your first season you kind of saw him go out early, um, what do you think about how, um, you know, he's evolved? It's it's crazy. Uh, I've actually mentioned that to a couple of So uh, Johnny and I always got along. He's a Penn State grad, and I'm a diehard Penn State fan. So him and I got along really well. We were on there. We would shoot the bull about Penn State football and stuff all the time. Even after the shows, you know, if we were doing like club appearances or something around uh, back at Penn State, we would use the same guys, the same the same hosts, the same contacts and stuff like that. So I always I always really liked Johnny, but you're right. He was just kind of a middle of the road guy uh, when we were doing that. And then he learned how to play the game, though, man. He learned he, he learned just like the stigma of how to become popular in reality television. Some people have that hit factor and some people don't. And I think after that, he realized like this is how you play the game. This is how you, this is how you make a name for yourself. You backstab people, and in the end, it doesn't matter, bro. Like anybody that saw that one episode and didn't think that he wasn't going to take all that money for himself, they're crazy. You know what I mean? It's like you have to be like best friends with somebody to split like hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, anybody, anybody out there could say that. Oh, I would never split, or I would split it, but they're full of shit, man. Like almost everybody. If you if you had to make that same decision, he would you'd keep you'd keep every dollar. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You probably shouldn't have just told me about Penn State though, because I'm actually a Michigan fan, so might have bought heads a little bit on that one. Well, it's not like we have to worry about it this year anyway. Big Penn's uh, canceled. Yeah. Don't remind me, man. I he- I heard something about them uh, putting NFL games on Saturday now, like a triple header. I would mean, why not? People want football. I mean, you got to We got to do something. You know, it's, yeah. it's sad. What, it's sad for those guys that are like seniors at those schools or juniors, and they're, you know, trying to make it to the NFL because they either have to transfer, or they have to use their, you know, what they did in 2019. Mm. Right, right, right. But yeah, I want to transition a little bit to one of the bigger moments. It was episode one of uh, Duel Two. And you were kind of in the forefront of this little, uh, you know, I would say altercation, but that would be to put it lightly, uh, between CT and Adam. And I think when you think about the fight and sound bites, nothing really, you know, rings home more than you saying, you got to get Adam out of here. He's going to hurt him, man. Like, that's that's one of the sound bites, like, mainly used, you know, during that fight. So now I want to ask you, you know, being in the middle of, like, what went down, could you maybe talk to me about, you know, maybe – you know, your thoughts on the fight, having been there, and, like, how it kind of, um, you know, escalated? Hey, uh, hey, give me one second. I got to enter this gate. I'll be, I'm will be. i not going anywhere. I just got to check my message. Give me one second, brother. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, what is it? All right, sorry about that. Uh, gotcha. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm eating a key guy to get me into my store, Jerry, and hopefully he's here. Um, but yeah, man, that that situation was crazy. Uh, the people that do the challenge now, man, they just they need to be thankful that they get to deal with uh, the CT of now, the father, and the, you know, a much better guy than he was then. I mean, like again, CT and I got along just fine, but man, he was nuts, bro. Like he was a whole nother animal. He's one of those guys you could break his arm and he'd still keep coming after you. You know what I mean? He had that. I'm nuts and I'm going to destroy you, you know, 90s Mike Tyson attitude, bro. He was nuts. Um, but he's a, he's a fierce competitor, though, though, man. He's So, you know, him and Adam got into it. The craziest part about that whole thing was was it was Halloween night, too. So we're all dressed up. Like, I'm dressed up like a farmer with, a, a like, a fake mullet on and stuff like that. Uh, everybody's dressed up as something at some point, And, like, one of the biggest fights in challenge history breaks out. And, dude, he cracks him right in the head. I mean, it was just like, I mean, it was literally intense. We thought he was going to kill him. He took his head at one point and ran it across like a rock wall. And the producers were getting involved. They're getting shoved to the ground. Like people that aren't like, I mean, straight up like these, it'd be like shoving your boss. You know what I mean? Like, it's like stuff you just don't do. But like I said, when CT gets like that, man, you just stay out of his way because he's, he's, he's an animal. Do you think they could have done a better job of de-escalating the situation or is, no. you know, is there not? No, you have, you have to let reality television be reality, like, at some point, especially with the challenge and stuff. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are all fired up. You're, you're fighting for hundreds of thousands of dollars, so you've already got that mentality anyway. And then you add some alcohol, and, dude, there's not much more. They don't want to step in unless they have to. But by the time they got there, he was already he was already at the point of, like, no return. You know, I mean, maybe they could have stepped in a little bit quicker, but, you know, that's, that's their call. Like, they don't want – when you watch these from the side, you'll notice you almost never see production step in. You know what I mean? Or that footage almost never gets used because they're not a part of the show in, in the viewer's mind. So, I mean, they they did what they would usually do and, and wait till it gets to a certain point, and then you step in. Mm. But, yeah, now I kind of uh, want to ask you about, you know, the elimination with Edmund and what kind of went wrong, you know, with you and the, you know, climbing the wall. Yeah, the, the one thing they don't show is, so we did the, uh, I had the elimination with Big Easy, uh, and it, on television, it looks like there was a two-week gap with that. Now, the, the elimination with e, Big Easy was, we had to climb, like, a, that pole that was a rock wall, and they can keep pulling you down and pulling you down and pulling you down. And so, my arm, I mean, that went on for about 30 to 35 minutes with uh, Eric and I, Big Easy, and... Finally, like, you know, I got to the top, but my arms were absolutely, absolutely spent. Like, I had nothing left. And then the elimination with Evan in real time was, like, three to four days later. It wasn't, like, a big turnaround. And I was nowhere near recovered, like, the way that I should be. Um, and plus, just the way that I'm built, man, I'm, like, six foot 240. I'm not built for, like, climbing. I'm just not. I, I, I'm, I'm a good sprinter, and I can throw, and, and I can wrestle, but I'm just not the best, like, climber, like, rock climbing and using, like, small, like, hand holds and stuff like that. That ginormous hands, and, like, you could barely get, like, a fingertip in those in those gaps. Um, so that, on top of the fact that, like, I was just absolutely, my arms were nowhere near recovered, I wasn't making it to the top. I knew when I picked rock wall, or whatever the hell that thing was, puzzle wall, whatever it was, I knew I, I knew I probably wouldn't make it. Mm. It was a rough way. I'm like, it was a rough way to go out though, because I, I didn't know that just because of like, 
the changes that my life would take and stuff like that, that I, I didn't know that was going to be my last moment on reality TV. So, you know, for, to go out like that kind of sucks. Do I, I mean, do I have any regrets? No. <laughs> like, I'm good. But, you know, to, for that to be your last moment, like I went out there and dominated on road rules, and then I was the felt like the leader of my team on the Gauntlet 3, and they, so to go out, like, as a loser <laughs> on the Duel 2, it sucked, but... It's all right. It, it was all right, though, man. I was okay with it. Mm, yeah. That's kind of what I want to ask you, though. Like, um, how come we didn't, uh, you know, this is kind of what I ask usually most of my guests is why, uh, you know, why haven't we seen you again? And, like, did you have an opportunity to come back? Like, were you I called did, again? Yeah, I, I, they, they reached out to me a few times for a few more shows. Um, it kind of got to the point where I did, I did, like, three shows over four years. And I enjoyed it, but I was also starting to move on. I, you know, I still, I'm still in the same industry. I, I run in bars and nightclubs and stuff. But the problem with that industry is, you know, if you go film a show for two months, when you come back, your, your position's probably not going to be there. You know, like you have to be available and work these, you know, 50, 55 hour work weeks. And uh, so we would discuss that. And, you know, they would say, well, are you, could you get what's called an interest and availability uh, phone call to begin with? And then they kind of start putting everybody together. And the last couple of times, I was like, listen, I'm interested and available, but I would need, like, a pretty specific time frame so that I can talk to my boss and stuff. Because, believe it or not, when you're on reality television, not all of us can, you know, survive off that. You still have to have real jobs. and You still have, like, you're working out in the real world and stuff. You know, we can't all make a million dollars on these shows. And most of us don't. Most of us go back to live, like, completely normal lives. Like, 95% of us go back to work in normal lives. So even while we're filming, even while we're doing the shows, I was still running bars um, and nightclubs and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, it just kind of got to that. Like, work kind of became a little bit more important to me than going and filming the show. Like, I had already done a few reality television shows. It was cool. But once I got to be, like, 28, 29 years old, it was more about, like, I needed that steady income than taking a chance to go film a show, not winning, and then that job's gone and I'm starting all over again. Mm, right. Did you kind of, like who did you uh, maybe get along with best on the duel too? And maybe if anybody, did you like maybe get rubbed the, the wrong way? The duel two was cutthroat, man. Just because of how the show was set up. Like like I said on the gauntlet, you had rookies versus veterans, so you had a team behind you. The duel format was every person for themselves. So you literally like it's tough to like really make alliances on there, especially if you're still kind of new. That was only my third show overall, my second challenge. And so I always got along really well with Brad um, and Tori. Um, I mean, I really got along with everybody. Big Easy Spun. I was the guy on the Duel 2 because I was, like, kind of prepared. Dude, those those houses get really, really fucking boring. Um, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes footage of us, like, making paper footballs, and, and we made, like a, like, a golf course around the house or, you know, just, like, it snowed. It snowed while we were there in New Zealand. So you know, making like a snowman holding a beer can and stuff. Because there's a lot of downtime, and specifically in New Zealand, they wouldn't let us go out. So we, I mean, it. You would get. You'd start getting bored. You'd start going stir crazy. You eat. You get sick of eating the same food and walking the same hallway every day. So you do what you can for fun, man. And so we all got along pretty well. Uh, Mark Long is super. He's he's like a he's like a like underrated I always want to have a good time kind of guy too he's like high energy one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet so I got along great with him um 
I really got along with everybody, man. Like, that's always been my personality. That's why, like, I went on the show. I'm a really easygoing, chill dude that likes to have fun, man. And so you know, I brought that mentality on there. I didn't really beef with anybody too much on that. Um, I didn't get any fights. I literally was just there to have a good time. <laughs> that's all you can do. But I like that you bring up the whole stir-crazy thing with the house and being bored because not sure, um, you know, if you knew about, um, you know, what goes on, you know, more recently. But this past season that just wrapped up a few weeks ago, the entirety of the season they were filming it in Czech Republic. It was in a bunker. No, see, I, I gotta be, I'm going to be real honest with you. No offense to MTV or anything. I just I don't watch any of it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, tell I, half, I couldn't tell you half the people on there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Johnny's still doing it, and Anise is yeah. still there. Steve, I see, I you see know. some of the highlights, and I see, like, people post some stuff. My old roommate used to still love the challenge even after I did it, so I'd watch some of that with him. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, you really do, man. It doesn't matter what the format is. You're still being told, like, where, where you can go, what you can do every day. And when you do that for a couple months, man, you, start, you really do. You start losing it a little bit. And they can, and they can basically dangle that paycheck over your head where it's like, well, you're going to listen to us, you're going to comply with what we're telling you to do, or we can take your paycheck. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, another thing I want to uh, bring up as well, since we, you know, you brought up Mark Long, was, um, you know, he started hey, this well, thing hey, called... Hey, one second, brother. Bye. I got you. Yes. Well, you never called me. All right, thank you. Hey partner, I got. I'm gonna have to wrap this up. I'm sorry. If we if we want, we can call again. If we can uh, we can do it again. <laughs> no problem. I uh, I got I got my key guy out here, but uh, but yeah, we can we can put if you want, we could we could we could put two videos together on there. We can do another one when I get done with him. All right, no problem. All right, brother man, I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. See ya. Uh, I've gotten through the bulk of my day. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, just to, uh, you know, kind of follow up on what we were just talking about, um, since you spoke about Mark Long, I don't know if you've seen anything on social media lately or heard, but he's, um, you know, created quite a bit of waves about this new uh, old school two week OG kind of like fun challenge when he's been reaching out to a bunch of people from, uh, you know, road rules, real world type ways. Um, right. If you were if you were reached out to by him to uh, maybe do a two week kind of fun throwback type thing, would you uh, consider it? If we get so with me, we just have so much going on, and just to be completely transparent, of course I'd be very interested in it, be flattered if he asked. Um, but we are just so busy with the whole COVID thing. Like, I have to be around. Like, I'm the general manager of uh, Hammerhead Beach Bar in Florida, and we're just getting the green light to hopefully open things back up. We've only been able to work for three weeks since March, and it's been, it's been rough. Um, you know, if it, it, would all, it would all really depend on the time frame, just because I have to be so available at work right now. Um, you know, I would never go do a show to sacrifice my job in any way, shape, or form. So it's what it would really come down to. Like, if the timing worked out where I wouldn't have to, like, worry about work or anything, then, yeah, I'd totally be down. It's just for the if, – if that were to happen in the near future, there's just no way I could do it. Um, you know, and 
in, in like you know like uh, the good spirit of things, it would be awesome. I would I would absolutely go do another show. It's just a matter of if I could like physically make that happen because this whole COVID thing, man, is just it's been rough on the industry, especially Florida's service industry got really hard hit. So my dedication is to getting open again, <laughs> and then after that, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. But um. You know, kind of shifting gears a little bit to a more prominent day challenge. So I don't know how, uh, you know, aware you are of, uh, you know, the website Reddit, but that's where most of, uh, or at least a lot of where the challenge, like, uh, fan base does, like, their, uh, you know, debating and, like, talking and, you know, things of that nature. And uh, lately, uh, you know, your name's kind of come up a lot on uh, Reddit when they're talking about, um, you know, fantasy matchups and whatnot more specifically um they do new eliminations now uh one of which more specifically that they were talking about if you were in called it's called hall brawl they have two guys they have two guys i can even send you uh it to get a visual of it once we're off here just so you know what i'm talking about after the case but it's when two guys they have like a narrow hallway right and two guys on opposite ends of the hallway and you have to run through each other and get to the opposite end they did that back in the day too right where it's like that you have to like ring a bell or something on the opposite where the other guy is starting but you have to go through a narrow hallway yeah it's basically like almost uh man my my ass is 37 years old now bro like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that just sounds so painful. Like twenty-three to twenty-eight year old me would be like, Hell yeah, let's like bust up chops. Now I'm just like, bro, let's just like rock, paper, scissor this thing out and, and determine a fucking winner. <laughs> yeah, I was basically gonna ask those considering most uh, or you know, the two eliminations that you did were more so obviously like puzzle related and climbing. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you feel how you felt maybe you would do in a situation when it was like a headbanger? Like, I, I mean, you know. well, I mean, I would still obviously go out there and, and kill myself before I, I would lose on purpose or anything like that. But let's just say as you get older, man, the, the, the mornings hurt a lot more. You know, I've got a I've got a five year old daughter now. So, like, you know, it, it, she takes up a lot of my time. Um, I had to quit playing my last round of golf because my back hurt. You know what I mean? Like things just change as you get older, man. Um, but I would still go out there and I would still compete pretty hard with these guys. But man, it's to get ready for a challenge, like a real challenge to go out there and do that. You're talking like you really got to like dedicate a few months to get in shape for that stuff because what they don't really show you and it's really hard to like see watching it is just how grueling some of these things are, these challenges that they do. Like, you got to be in really good shape to, to go on those shows. And, uh, you know, they, they condense everything down into a 30-minute or hour show or whatever. So they don't show just how long sometimes you're standing in the same position for six or seven hours or, like, you're holding your breath. And they're intense, man. I'm not going to lie. Mm, definitely. But, um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Glad uh, we were, you know, finally able to knock this out. And, uh, you know, hope good uh, – fun going down memory lane a little bit and i'll uh you know send you the link when this is up and ready to go awesome sounds good man i appreciate you having me uh if you ever want to do something down the road i'm always down all right man take it easy all right you too brother take care yeah.